Welcome to She's Not Doing So Well. Comedy Podcast. <laughs> what? Featuring Bobby. I don't want to be viral. I want to be inspirational and life-changing. Because listen, I'm edgy. You fuck. Jim. I'm a top. What can I say? Finally, he's just like, you can unfollow me if you yeah. don't like my body. The Miz. Oh my God, tell me all about it. <laughs> I'm in New York, right? But you like it mushroom sheep? <laughs> hello everybody and welcome to another episode of she's not doing so well i don't know what that noise was but i'm bobby and i'm solo this week we've had a few technical issues the boys have been busy we've all been busy so i said guys let's go ahead and take the week off i'm gonna bring a special episode to everyone and we'll start over next week so we'll look forward to seeing you next week as a group but for now you're stuck with me what did I do this weekend? I went to an island called Kelly's Island in Lake Erie in Ohio. The most, it's close to Canada. <laughs> it's interesting to say the least you take a ferry across. And of course we get there and you know, I leave right after work. Me and Mike drive up, we get there, we get to the ferry. We're the last ones to get on the ferry. And of course the ride over, it's only like 30 minutes, but of course we're with a fucking church group. That's fun. I remember hearing this one guy was like, Pastor Tom, da 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 and they're eating like, <laughs> as typical as this is for a church group, they're eating pizza, it's like Little Caesars, they're all running around, you know these are a bunch of gays and lesbians that are about to be born into the world, they just don't know it yet, they're just using, their parents got them in church camp to straighten them out, but here they are on a ferry on the way to Kelly's Island, which if you took Walmart, gave a bunch of people money and said, go there that's kelly's island <laughs> i mean not only i mean it's a beautiful place don't get me wrong and we had a great house and a good group of people that we went with it was really fun but if it wasn't for them i would not be on that island just as an fyi i mean they have glacial glacier grooves which are pretty cool but that was like the big main attraction other than that you're kind of like just going to wineries and and breweries and all these different places which by the way as you know i've we, me and jim saw someone to get hit or like we didn't see it but we were there for it basically well this weekend um i was there for a woman getting hit by a golf cart so i don't know if i'm bad luck or not so you might want to watch the fuck out okay in other news, Miz wants me to do stand-up, and I don't think I'm going to do it because I'm scared. But I also, like, well, I tried to do, like, a little performance, and I couldn't in front of all the people at the at the lake. So then I allowed them to read out, one of the guys read out my stand-up. And actually, I feel like that is the stand-up. Like, I kind of want to have somebody I just pull from the crowd and be like, hey, who knows how to read really well? Have them come up because I can't read very well. <laughs> I can't even speak very well in front of people. So I'm like, I want to be like, hey, I'm really nervous. Can somebody come and read this? And I think that makes it so much more funny because they don't know how to really deliver what I'm trying to say. And they just, I don't know. The way it came out was funny. Maybe I'll play it for you. You guys were a lot cuter in my nightmare. <laughs> I know you are wondering what you're looking at right now, since you don't really see that many fat people in LA. So you're welcome. This is what you call the Midwest. Being from the Midwest is not all that bad, except for the diabetes. What? They make pills for that? 
The amazing thing about me is that I'm a hypochondriac. I usually have a terminal illness, like once every few weeks. Thanks to Google, I can look up horror stories about a sore throat and turn it into stage four cancer. <laughs> I somehow ended up with a doctor. My mom could not be more proud. I mean, being gay was one thing, but thank God, if I'm going to be a gay, it's with a doctor. He's right there. He's only here to make sure I don't die. Hi, puppy. He hates me. One day, though, he will be wrong, and I can finally say, I told you I had cancer. Okay, so, yeah, it didn't go so well. <clears throat> I guess I really can't be. I mean, I could be a stand-up comedian. Maybe I should do my stand-up for you right now. I mean, what would you guys think about that? Oh, oh my goodness, you guys. Don't make me do stand-up. I'm not doing this. Oh, my God, I got to stop this. Anyway, I'm not doing stand-up permits because I just... He... <laughs> I get what he's trying to do. He's trying to get me to break my comfort zone, which is great. I just don't think I'm going to be ready for LA, which is only in like two weeks. We might, we're going to postpone it, but it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. So, but I'm not really funny unless I'm talking to people as you guys know. Also PS, I don't know what kind of person I'm going to be in the next four to five weeks. Um, I just switched my meds mid switch. I just did a quick switcheroo from Lexi to Zach. So I went from Lexapro to Prozac hoping that I get my dick back. That's exactly what I said to my doctor. I was like, um, I'm dead inside and my sex libido is dead. Everything's dead. Doesn't work. Hello. So we're hoping that this can stabilize my anxiety, get me out of my funk and let my dick feel again. So this is great. So, but I don't know what kind of a personality I'm going to have after all this. Cause I mean, they are mind altering drugs. I'm assuming it's gonna be great. Cause I'm on day two. Although a little foggy, I feel a little bit more energized with Prozac. So, and I've read that because like I've read about Lexapro, like making people gain weight and making people like really tired, which I'm always tired. And yesterday I did laundry. I cooked like I haven't done that in forever. And that might be the placebo effect and that's fine. We're just going to roll with it for right now. So anyway, this episode is going to be a bunch of like random shit that I'm pulling out from old episodes because some of you are new. Some of you are very new. Some of you are very old. (laughs) No offense, but some of you saw us from the beginning and some of you only know us now. So I kind of want to bridge those gaps in a quick little episode called looking back. I don't know what it's called. Anyway, what's going to happen here is the first thing I want to do is play some street interviews from the very beginning. We, uh, when we initially started the podcast, we were, we wanted to be more, I think at the time it was good it was good for me and Jim. I think it was good for me personally, like to talk about these topics and get them out of the way and sort of like have a topic type thing. Like, Oh, what, what is being gay? Like, or what's the terminology and just having a whole focus on that. So while we were doing that though, there were street interviews and I really desperately want to bring street interviews back because they are so fun. Just haven't had the time. Haven't really had the moment to do it. We will be doing it though. Just got to get back into the groove. Okay, so here's the first street interview we ever did, and you're welcome. Okay, um, so you agree that you'll be on our podcast? Yes, my name is Kyle Edwards, and I'm a power bottom. Power bottom, and and how old are you? You are. I am 30 years old. 30? Yes, 30. Welcome. Honey. 
Um, I'm younger than you all because you are fucking old. <gasps> Wait, do I look old? How do you think I am? 31. He thinks I'm old and he thinks I'm 31. That's great. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I am I am 31. Nice. Exactly. Thank you. And you you're said you welcome. were 30? Yes. That's one year. Yeah. So you're going to be old in a year? Yeah. November. <laughs> honey, you only got a few more months. Don't call me honey, bitch. <laughs> so I need you to tell me, I want to know your craziest sexual experience. Oh, Kyle. So wherever you're at, Kyle. Randomly Thank you so much street. for doing that. Any fuck that. That was the start of Wait, the so when you brand new street, future for us. By that. So I was horny. I really I want to bring the street, back street, and I was like, though, "Hey, like, I have thought it was a drug deal." And I was like, "Like, <laughs> no." So we gotta just make it happen. You know what I mean? Like, we just gotta get out there, get our mics going. Awesome. Oh my god! Wait, so you smell like a homeless guy? The new people are not. His name is Monty. And at the time, I wasn't into the universe. I wasn't into the area, spiritual world. I was kind of like just curious. He was a bud. Have you ever heard what a bud? Well, that's me in high not, school. But <laughs> that's all of us in high well. school. That was me until I was almost 30. All our previous guests. Still me today. Straight curious. Let's hear Monty. Hey, and I'm like, excuse me. Oh, are you a bud? <laughs> oh, he's not. Are a you a bud? Like, are you straight but gay? No. You're so gay. You're cute as fuck. Wow. <laughs> what just happened? I don't really know. <laughs> Some guy just walked up and he just totally just yeah, went. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, One last question. Yes. So you said you're a bottom. Of course. What's the biggest dick you've ever taken? <sighs> I don't really know. A fist. Eight. So I've never done fisting. What about the most in one t- one sitting? Probably like over 12, 14 inches. I mean, how do you still have a fucking colon? Because oh I know how to fucking squeeze. <laughs> squeeze and... 14. Wow. 14 inches is... Really awesome. Honey, that's like... No, that's like half the... Street. Is that not real? There's no way. So how big are you? 14? Oh, I'm a six inches solid. Uh, okay, that's okay. Um, but I'm a bottom, and I don't want you to touch my dick, so don't... Have you ever topped? Yes. You look at me like you said you've been screaming you're a bottom, and then you look at me like I'm crazy for asking if you've ever topped. So I'm a I'm a sexual top, and if okay. I want to be a top, like we gotta be in a relationship. So so the only way you'll stick it in a butt is if you're in a relationship. If you're gonna get my load, yes, we're gonna be. Wow. Oh yeah, the load. Okay. Yeah. Yep. You're welcome. Um. Thank you. And do you have anything you want to say to anybody? Let's say, what would you say to the straight community if you could say anything you want them to know about the gay community? Here's what I would say. I would say, just take poppers so you can just take a dick. <laughs> and what would you say to the gay community? Same. Take fucking poppers because there's no dick too big. There's no. T- thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. So can you say? She's not doing so well. No, she really is not doing well. <laughs> hey! Can I hit his own home? Oh, Kyle. Wherever you're at, Kyle. Thank you so much for doing that. That was the start of a brand new future for us. I really want to bring back street interviews, though. Like, I have to bring back street interviews. Like... So we got to just make it happen. You know what I mean? Like, we just got to get out there, get our mics going. The second street interview we ever did, 
was with somebody who a lot of you are familiar with. A lot of the new people are not. His name is Manji. And at the time, I wasn't into the universe. I wasn't into the spiritual world. I was kind of like just curious. What kind of conversation would I have today with Manji? I don't know. I don't even know where Manji's at. I think he deleted his Instagram or he stopped following me or blocked me. Probably not, but I hope he's doing well. That's all I can hope for for all of our previous guests. Let's hear Manji. Okay, so this is she's not doing so well, and I want to. You agree to be on the podcast? Yes. And can you say just your first name? Manji. Manji. What? How old are you? I am twenty-eight years old. Oh, twenty-eight, ripe and ready. So, um, how long have you lived here? I'm on and off most of my life. Oh, really? Yeah. Local. Ish. Ish. I've traveled the country. You seem like you have long hair. You have like a. I see this little medallion or something right here explain to me what this is what like are you like into the universe or uh ish you know like i feel like the universe is about me so i just am about the universe okay so this specifically um my friend gave it to me um her name's christine she's amazing um she gave it to me because it protects me against like cell phone signals and like Wi-Fi signals and stuff. It's made it's made out of shungite, which is really good for like spiritual connection and just like preventing you from experiencing negative experiences through vibrational frequency. So I was like really about it, and I was like okay, and it's really helped me a lot. Even if it's just like psychosomatic, I'm like okay. Like yeah, I feel great because I have this on. Right. Yeah. That's so awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So do you... So if there's, like, another thing that you could use is, like, unikite or something like that. Unikite is a green and pink stone that you can get on the internet that protects you from other things. But also shungite. Um, you can actually get shungite from a local store here in Columbus. Um, it's over in Grandview. I forget what it's called. It's, like, natural spirits or some shit. But they have, like, um, shungite orbs and shungite, like... Um, um, like pyramids and stuff like that that will protect your whole home. Which one is your favorite? Um, I like the pyramids because they're just so like connecting. Like it's like our ancient part. So like you get them and then you're just like, oh, this is protecting my home. So I want to ask you, do you what do you think about the afterlife? Um, I am excited for the afterlife. Absolutely, yes. I feel like we all initiate ourselves into this reality because we have initiated ourselves previously in different forms. Yeah. And I don't believe that it's all been physical, but I believe that we all have been connected to this form in a way that has helped us to transist into the people that we believe that we're supposed to be in. Yeah. So I, I feel like if we were this person before, then we would know about it. And I think that's where deja vu sets in. Okay. And I feel like that's where we are connected to ourselves. So in all reality, I feel like we've already been this self and we've already been ourselves before. And all realities are coalescing into this moment to manifest our true divinity. At all points, we really are just on point, you know? Honey, I'm going to switch it up. That's so deep and I'm very appreciative of it. Oh my God. Absolutely. But I'm going to switch it for you. I'm going to kind of throw you off your, I'm going to throw you off your game. Tell me what it's like to date in 2019 as a gay male. Are are you gay? I don't even know. I am actually two spirit and I'm Native American. So it's disenfranchised from me in that way because I am a 
perspective-oriented person. Okay. Depending on who I am with, depending on their own cultural inheritance. Okay. So I, I, I am here to help other people to involve themselves with themselves. So when it comes to the dating arena specifically, I feel as though in 2019, it is specifically oriented towards like who we are actually manifesting ourselves to being. So first and foremost, are we in love with ourselves before we're actualizing in another relationship with each other? Right. Like that's a real thing though. Like if you really think about it, is it relating to us? Am I speaking about things that are relating to the entire humanity? This is really deep. I right? did not expect this tonight. I'm just going to let you know. Right. I'm, I'm here for wow. you, and I'm here to represent you, That's and I'm awesome. here to represent humanity, and I'm here to represent all people of color, of nationalities, of all influences, and sexualities, because there aren't voices. I'm a white-presenting male person, and I'm here to represent multiculturalism and connectedness in a way that is only conscious based. So who I am as a person represents who I am spiritually and sexually. So when it comes to me and my relationships, I am here to like actualize that I am a person that represents a person that isn't myself yet. So I acknowledge that I am not yet ready for a relationship. Okay. So you're just like a free spirit. Absolutely. I am flowing within the universe because the universe is flowing with me. That is so awesome. Okay, so in closing, what is one thing you would say to just anybody to give them like some advice or to give them some like good vibes? What would we want to think of advice? Let go. Let go of the shit that you're holding on to because obviously it's something that you're holding on to and that represents resistance, bitch. So please acknowledge that you are resisting what you're resisting because in all reality, if we're resisting anything, that is not our true selves. And when you follow the resistance and you you start to recognize that there is resistance in your life, what you're going to recognize is that there is good that you acknowledge in yourself, independent of others' influences on you, you will recognize that there is a moment that you recognize that there is a moment in yourself that is connected to who you are and then when you recognize this experience in your life then once and upon a moment you recognize that none of those thoughts matter to you that none of those moments matter to you and that all you are is this coalescing fractalized expression of the universe that is you so all you have to hold on to is the present moment and to recognize that you are a flowing consciousness that exists thank you so much we might have to have you actually on the show like legit with the microphones in front of your face would you ever be on our show absolutely awesome thank you so much I really appreciate it. For presenting me. And that was Manji. Manji actually became a guest on the show, and we went over the universe again. And then, of course, I went into my simulation theory and my universal theories, and I'm still stuck in the universe now. So thank you to Manji for that. Another interview we had was with a local drag queen and also a representative of the trans community, Roxy Nicole. And she was a hoot. And honestly, I think it'd be different if she came on again this time. Again, because I feel like there's a lot that we've done and changed 
and become more confident. So it'd be different kind of an interview, I feel, especially when you throw Miz in the cards too, because Miz is really good at interviews. Like he is very good at like speaking and doing interviews. Obviously he speaks in public when he does his comedy. I, on the other hand, can't speak for the life of me. Probably why I just get high and just chit chat. Okay. So anyway, the next thing I want to play for you is a little bit of Roxy Nicole. Like something else, especially when oh my God. you threw me in the front row for my birthday. And I, I like, got us a table in the front <gasps> oh row. God, I was like, we yes. have to. It's your birthday. Oh. And we were just like, oh my God. And I was like, there, wow, I've never been this close. Because usually I'm on the balcony or like just like out a little it's bit. It's definitely a different, different experience different. up it's, close. Yeah, it's, right. it's, like a, it's like watching a 3D movie, but like up close. Right. You're like, wait, you this know? is really. You're like, are they yeah. going to interact? Like you can with feel me? the sweat flying oh, yeah. off girls' faces. Yeah, they're like, they're real people. I don't know. It's hard to explain when you're back from back. You're looking at It feels more like a zoo. Yeah. I love when everyone looking from really Yeah, like you're just like, they're people in front of you and like you can like oh, feel no. the heat you're like yeah. oh my yes. god they're so oh hot. they've got to be hot if they like, fall they can yeah. fall into me they could ki- I, <laughs> right. I mean, there was a queen once that did a, like a kick in the moot and a choreography step she kicked somebody right in the face oh <laughs> that shit happens and like people will be like getting f- up from their tables and they'll like walk over the the um like the runways that we put out in the audience and i mean there we've had queens like walk into them we had like a dancer like almost push one off the runway i mean it makes it people just uh people like i said people can be the best and worst part of right right because you're like okay this is my performance get the fuck out of the way please yeah i just some drunk woman from have you ever seen yeah like you like you have to pee really bad so like just pee yourself respect like everybody else does it's not just all the drag queens are peeing themselves backstage we've been to a show where there was a table like in the front remember this was like three girls and one guy yeah. and the guy the, he was on his phone the whole time not paying yeah. attention i'm like that why are you me here absolutely. Like, why, why are, are you here phone? why are you even here right. i take just leave i actively will take people's phones from them during it's my like, performance rude. and like film myself on their phone oh that's fun though. <laughs> because i just i can't that's so fucking rude it's i mean they so paid rude. so much they paid so right. much money and we've already yep. paid for it so thanks but right. well yeah like i mean good for you if you're gonna be on your phone at least tip like right. get, if you're not gonna pay attention, like just tip with like a yeah, like text with one hand and like keep your dollar out. But don't just sit there and do. Well, that's so disrespectful. I mean, that's, you guys are putting your heart and soul into this. You really are. Like you can oh, see yeah. it. And so I don't know. I get mad. I get mad too. Yeah, so that's an example that. of them being the worst people. Being yeah, the worst. the worst. Or just like I yeah, like when people start fights just for the sake of starting fights, but in, in within drag, you know right, what I mean? Right. Like people that have these really really you know, crazy opinions and they, they, I think a lot of times people that, that get into these drag fights, I think they want the best thing for the situation, but it doesn't always come out the right way. And like drag queens don't always have to diffuse situations. I think that's another, (laughs) that's another, that's another misconception that drag queens like automatically know how to diffuse a situation. And that's not always the case, especially because people, you know, they, they react in their own way and, you know, you can't control how people are. It's just, it's a very interesting world. Sometimes people can just be the worst. The worst. You you always listen to what Virginia West says. You just, you you write it, then you read it and then you delete it. Oh, that's why like you, do if you work, have actually. some super negative opinion. Yeah, that's or why you do just, it work. Something really it's shitty, true. but it's not if it's not productive to I society, if it's not helpful, if it's just mean for the sake of being mean, read it, read it, you write it. it, then you read it and then bitch fucking delete because it. Because here's the thing. After you read it, 
and especially after like 10 or 15 minutes you're like god you were so angry over nothing like why exactly. are you so it's like, girl, like, eat, like read I, it and then go eat some right. Taco Bell and then, and then come back to it <laughs> well save his draft I'm not even coming come back, back to it I'm like I forgot about it completely exactly. I'm like what's this document six years later just delete it <laughs> it's not as important as people think so no. when you started going through your transition or you, you started thinking about it who was the first person that you talked to about it um, the very first person that I spoke to about it was my sister in Colorado and, and what did that what was that conversation like? I mean, is that um, it was? I was nervous, but I honestly at the end at the end of the day, I, I knew that she was going to be okay with it because I've you know I've come out to her before, and you know I've given her all my really crazy right. baggage throughout my life, and she's always been able to handle it. And she's like she's been like my mom, and she raised me, so I wasn't as nervous to tell her. I was just nervous. If I, I was nervous to tell her for the fact that it made it real. Right. Yeah. And I've been seeing somebody for a year who is my, is my now husband. And I was like I'm nervous to tell him. And I'm glad so. you're okay. Oh, so yeah. What is okay. Okay. I don't know how to ask this question. Do you know what question I'm about to ask? I know you're, you're probably wondering does, how does he identify? Yeah, maybe how does he, so identify? Like he My husband you. identifies as bisexual. Okay. Okay. So yeah, Makes we dated yeah. the first year we were together. I was, I was male and then, a, a little bit before our year anniversary, I'd come out and told him I was trans and he was fully supportive of that. That is amazing. And then we decided to get married. So that's so cool. We could just legitimize everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. And now just we're hus- like, I'm just, I'm just some guy's wife. Just husband right. and wife. Just like husband some normal wife. bitch. Just like exactly. in the fifties, husband exactly. and wife. <laughs> exactly. And cleaning, I have food. Cleaning bathrooms. I did. Yeah. It was so fucking today. gross today. Like I have to be real. <laughs> like, he dirtied that bathroom, so yeah. it's, it was disgusting. I used a toothbrush to scrub. Oh. Like it was so fucking. Men are, men are I stopped. Disgusting. They are. True. They are. It's I stopped. True. I stopped. I fully didn't even finish the bathroom. You're like you can get the rest. I'm just gonna I'm text gone. him and be like, "Hey, if the bathroom's disgusting, when you come home, finish it. We're putting it fifty fifty. You should finish it. Like I washed a dish, so it's like it's equal. I did. I did half the bathroom and a dish. So that's enough for me. So when you first, so you're in transition now. Mm-hmm. You do you live as Roxy? Or did you immediately go, I need a name? Like, how did Margot come about? So, uh, for the first few months that I was, well, with me doing drag and working in, so the majority of my time doing drag, I'd worked at Union or Axis. And, like, I pretty much, if you work in the drag community, you just are called your drag name. So, like, with uh, Nick, Amanda Sue Punchfuck, and I working at Union, they always call her Amanda and me, Roxy. They always did that. Right. So, when I first started transitioning, I, Everyone called me Roxy and it just was kind of easier because nobody really ever called me my dead name anyway. It was very far and few between. So your dead name, let's stop real quick. So I don't want to ask you what it is. I don't want to talk about it, but that's just, is that what it's called? Yeah. You refer to it as as your dead name. Yeah. Okay. I like it. So like, so yeah, nobody ever referred to me as that except like people like the bank or, you know, professional settings. So uh, it was about seven or eight months. I was thinking about changing my name to Roxanne. Because oh. when Nina gets mad at me, she'll like yell Roxanne to get me, like to get my attention, oh or like Roxanne, and like Quit. Virginia started doing it too, and like so we just will do it every now and then. Right. But then I was like, I really want more of a separation between Roxy, Roxy. and who I am. Yeah. So I yeah. a name that I always kind of had a soft spot for was Marco. Aww. But then I uh, I made my middle name Roxanne because it just oh, it just perfect. sounded right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Especially so, yeah. when you're being bad, that was that middle name. Comes exactly out. that full name. Yeah. And I have been full named by oh. Nina twice. 
this since I've changed my name. It's it's been, it was uh, it was nice and terrifying. Margot Roxanne. Margot Roxanne Rupert. You're like I was uh, I was scared, and you're at the same time it was great. Yeah, I was like, this is what I've been waiting for my whole life. I've been waiting for this my whole life, but I didn't even know I wanted it. We love you, Roxy, wherever you are. We haven't really heard from you in a while, which is fine because COVID hit and we totally stopped going out. So um, I'm happy to report that she's still doing her drag and she's still kicking ass. So cheers to you, Roxy Nicole. Maybe there's another episode in the works because I do want to get back to interviews somewhat once a month. Okay. So the next thing that I kind of like found that intrigued me was from our um, black and gay episode. It really impacted me because it was just so informative and just to be able to sit with uh, three black gay guys and talk about the struggles that they have. It was very um, life changing for me personally, just the way that I viewed things and just hearing a perspective that you don't always you're not always quiet for and you don't always listen to um, just because of everyday life and to sit down and actually listen and actually really hear them there's some good stuff so I picked a clip out of here uh, about from that episode so take a listen it's what is your experience with the gay community as a whole? I think that the gay community itself is really that seems a little clicky. It's no, Very clicky. it's not okay, diverse. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, and if you look at it from ethnicities, like a lot of times, like it seems like it's either white or black. Um, there, there's not a lot of spaces that that we kind of co-mingle within that or within our own subcultures, like within the the black community. I think that there are certain stigmas that we have of oh. Um, this is the trade group of, you know, like this um, hyper masculine um, group or like you have your your film, your your feminine guys. And like, do they necessarily co-mingle with with all spectrums of the um, uh, of the community? I mean, and even looking at it from the transgender side or um, or of or of drag queens, I don't think sometimes like we co-mingle, even though we're supposed to be all inclusive. But I think that we're not. I know there's a lot of times that. When I go into um, white spaces, even though it may be a gay place, I feel uncomfortable. The times that I've actually felt embraced in areas of dealing with white gay men has been places that's just been a little bit more exclusive. Like, oh, you paid money to come to this dinner or you were invited by the mayor to do this versus Mm -hmm. me going to union. And you're looking at me like, oh, you are a potential gutter gay, you know, and so I um, I sometimes struggle. <laughs> not a, with, with not that. a gutter gay. Uh oh, what's a gutter gay? I like that. That's a term that I got I from you... DC from some of my friends. Uh, but yeah, people who have nothing to lose. I feel like I am a gutter gay. <laughs> no, sweetie. Okay, good. I was like, can I? Can I, I want to. I um, need affirmation. You want to be, but I don't think you are. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to be, but I wanna, like I'm not. I want to piggyback on what uh, Gino said, just because I know uh, that is definitely like the feeling I was getting to. And I know it's like based off of the societal norms and that hierarchy, um, depending on your different intersections. So it's kind of like in the grand scheme of things, if the whole black and white thing or in the grand scheme of things, as far as like if you guys are gay, are you more masculine? These certain things kind of come into play. Are you a top or bottom? And if you're in the LGBTQ community, are you trans? It's like. Uh, the things kind of society looks down upon that comes into play sometimes when it comes to that hierarchy of where people place you or where people kind of look at where to place you or how to look at you. 
So that kind of comes into play when it comes to that that feeling of just kind of like, oh, well, what is what is that about when I'm in a community of just gay men or the LGBTQ community or a space that's for us? And just kind of that feeling comes from that. It's misogyny, too. I mean, it's interesting because a lot of the characteristics that are associated with females or effeminate things, if those characteristics are maybe embraced or expressed in certain men, I think they're seen as less. So if you are like a bottom or if you, oh. you know, dress in a skirt and heels and you're stealing female stuff or whatever, you know, she's Bobby, canceled. But yeah, we made these shirts that we wore around L.A. Yeah. It said no f- <laughs> fats of femme. Wait, wait, what is fats that? Of- I can't even write it. Fems a must, fats a plus. That's <laughs> because we're seeing <laughs> so, no fats, no fems, and like some people put on their profile like no Asians, no black. Like yeah. you're yeah, like we're, we're we're already within this like smaller pool, and then we're like still like sectioning off everything into like. But like you're saying, it's misogyny. It's like fem- right. feminine characteristics are suddenly bad. And transphobia. Like, like, oh, like I don't know how anybody who's born a man. Would, yeah, it's like or, you know what a male assigned to birth would want yeah. to. You know, I don't. How would they? I'd, you're not acting like a man. A be a man. It's like, well, yeah. wait a second. Why is that better? Why do yeah, have to? Yeah, because you know you're strong. Whatever. Yeah, there, there's all these things. I think that is the that like, I guess the root of that too. No you no hear fans. people's parents say that though. They're like, well, at you least hear, you hear my, from females. He's I mean, gay, it's, but it's, it's, it's he's gay, everywhere. but at least he's not wearing these clothes. At least he doesn't have a wig on, oh, and that my. becomes highlighted just because it's like, well, uh, he's more masculine. So it kind of yeah, gives you gay. more of a pass, I guess, with some people. Depending. Mask, like, mask, sports. So. You know, yes, yeah, like they still play sports and they kind of do this and they yeah. just these things that are associated that society associates with men. So they kind of get a pass depending on who you're asking. OK, I'm going to ask this question. I don't know if this like I don't know if I'm going to word it right. So just bear with me. Just just space. With it. Do you feel uh, like well, sometimes you could be a novelty to people as far as like, oh, BBC or what? Like that kind of thing sexually. Absolutely. Sure. Wait, what is yeah. it about? I have BBC and perked up. What do you say? <laughs> No, that's what we're up. talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, Exposure. exactly. Jim's and paying attention. Yeah. Oh, thanks for coming back to the uh, conversation. Because I always I've heard that from other black gay guys, like they feel like, and like when you walk into union, like I feel like anybody who walks in union. I mean, no offense to union, but like I feel like I'm a fucking disaster. I'm a gutter gay. Like, you, <laughs> I do in the gutter. <laughs> I'm going to start using that shit. <laughs> sure. Sure. I mean, it's true. Union's a hard place to walk in if you're anybody, because everybody's trying to be somebody there, and really, it's just, it shouldn't be that way. Should we walk in and have fun? But what could it's we... trash. So, on the apps and stuff, like, do you guys feel like you're a novelty? I mean, how would you, like, can you go into detail oh. on that? Yeah, I think people want to kind of fetishize people, and so, I mean, I think that is a thing. I, I mean, if anybody kind of sends... A message about something that kind of comes off that way or if they have like a profile that says oh i prefer asians or i prefer you know black or whatever i just kind of immediately kind of cut them out and so i don't engage so um yeah i think it does happen a lot i think you're seen as like a sexual object in cases and i think that's been an issue with black men in general and i think yeah. for black gay men it's obviously still a thing and um and yeah that no that is a thing uh just being treated like a novelty and just when you even think about people saying hey i prefer prefer no asians or i prefer blacks it's just kind of thinking it's kind of going into the realm of what that person thinks that they're going to get as far as an experience so 
it is bothersome and is it is really troubling for somebody to think that they're going to get the same exact experience every single black man or from every single person that identifies as Asian like oh okay they're going to have a big dick they're going right. to be really aggressive with me and it's kind of like the things that have been depicted on television or what you see from uh, from the media so what's being put out there so if somebody doesn't have that exposure that could be their reality and that could be true for them I think the part that annoys me from the fetish uh, standpoint we could be out and yet you don't approach me but then you see me at a bathhouse or you see me on an app and then now that's the time that you want to actually engage with me yeah like you want to be kind of dicked down by a black guy but you also say you know blue lives matter so they're they don't always kind of value you as a human and that is i think the biggest problem for me is like you know there's there's more to that than just a fetish or parts. What would you say to the gay community as far as coming from a black person's perspective? Really, when it comes down to diversity and I'm not just want to look at it from a black thing. I mean, from a black gay part, I want to look at it from a humanity side. Okay. And I think once you are exposed to people who are very different than you and have genuine connections and being able to ask pointed questions, but not from you may sound like you are being naive or ignorant, but if it's coming from a genuine space, I think having those dialogues can be able to break down barriers. Um, and I think in looking at it specifically from the black gays and versus the white gays, I think if we had more um, community um, and not feeling segregated um, when we actually are walking into these spaces, I think that will probably tear down barriers. And um, also know that it is not necessarily the responsibility of that certain group to more so be the ones to to teach. Uh, Now, you may know somebody who is there and you can have that conversation. uh, But since that knowledge is out there, definitely you have to has to be like a hunger to want to to get that exposure, to get those answers, to kind of see why these certain things are set up the the way that they are. Like, why is this system in place and how does it trickle down and and what it's what is um, it's like kind of mechanisms of articulation? Like, how is that coming out? What does that look like? Yeah, I think it's important, like what Gino was saying, that you have to kind of read and like educate yourself and expose yourself and be comfortable being uncomfortable. And, And so I think that for a lot of people, you can kind of stay in your lane. Um, and if you're not kind of forced out of it by some other situation, you kind of, you know, hang around what you're always used to. And so I think, especially if you are not a part of a certain community and you want to, you know, understand more or just, you know, be a little, uh, like increase your kind of cultural, um, uh, sensitivity, I think that you kind of have to just expose yourself. Again, that was a very impactful episode. Okay, so the other fun clip that I found was the first time we ever had Miz on the show as a guest, he was obsessed with the dancing shark. I don't know if he even talks about it in this this little clip that I found. Without further ado, here is the introduction and how we actually started talking to Miz back in like March 2020 or April 2020. pretty good fade but i think some barbers are open though well not here oh it's all barber, barber shop open uh it's probably like underground maybe three days yeah. uh, really 
Yeah. Also, I I, I, I'm a big like hat wearer, so I'll just throw a hat on it and then call it a day. Yeah, usually Jim's a hat wearer. I'm usually not, but my hair looks like shit, so I was like, I'm throwing on a hat. Yeah, I'll probably wear a hat for the remainder of my time in quarantine if I can't get a haircut. So, so what would you rather? Would you rather be in quarantine until December? December? Oh God! Hold on, or go live in Austin for three months. <laughs> <laughs> um probably live in austin for three months yeah because you'd eventually find something to like <laughs> yeah i think i'd be okay in austin for three months i don't know i thought you were gonna that was gonna be the end of you honestly i can't do this for much longer to be honest with you like no. this, this is not working out for me i can't even put my fucking hat on you don't even have a barber like we've got a yeah this is not good yeah, no, i don't have a barber and also i don't have laundry so oh wait, we're gonna what? have to figure that out wait what Oh, that's a New York problem. Like I don't yeah. have like there there is no laundry like you like machine in my in, building? in my building. Oh my god, you're gonna have to hand wash your clothes and then like hang them. Well, I actually have done that pretty frequently with like workout clothes because I used to be on a whole kick of going to workout classes every day, sometimes twice a day. But then I stopped caring about what I looked like, <laughs> and yeah. like all my all my gym clothes like by hand. Holy shit. Wait, so where do you normally do laundry, though? Through the wash and fold. Do you know, know, know what a wash and fold is? I mean, you wash and you fold. So you, you drop off a bag <laughs> of laundry at the oh. fold. They send it out, have it washed and folded, and then oh. you go pick it up. God. Oh, I need that here. You have it. His name's Michael. Well, so I yeah, have true. I have one in my build in my storefront, like not in my uh, building, but like it's like in my storefront. So you just drop it off my way to work, but it's not open. Really. I love this idea. This is bad. So is there any? But I thought laundry was essential. I think laundromats are still open. Uh, so you're gonna have to actually go do work. I'm not going to a fucking laundromat. I'm gonna wear like a random shit I have in my apartment. <laughs> And free yeah, I mean, it's not like you're. Yeah, I just think it's really weird, like not seeing people, and this is like the new normal is like looking on video chat. Like I think it's so weird. I, it's so weird, but like it's I like kind of don't hate it because I know I like yesterday was complaining, but I don't really. I think I'm getting used to it. Well, especially with me in the background. <sighs> you, I make you look way better than you do. <laughs> I look so hot with you in the background. Yeah, like I'm sorry. Get in the back. I think you both look great no matter what. Thank Aww. you. That I know I'm such a fucking peach. It's honestly so cool. You're a good worker. You're a good. You're a good person. Like <sighs> we're really not painting the right picture here. You are. No, we, um, I'm just kidding. No, you are. You're funny as shit to me. I think. You I don't know why. Yeah, we I love got, your podcast. My podcast yeah. blows. I don't know why I still do it. <laughs> I think it's funny. You have to keep <laughs> doing it. I'm so excited. Um, you guys on season two, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't it's, separate my podcast in seasons. Like, should I be doing No, I mean the thing is, is you're very random. It seems like sporadic with your releases, and we're like trying to be pretty. But now with the Corona, it's like this is you're not organized and you suck. But like, yeah, like we're trying. To be <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Like, yeah, like I kind of just like blow all around, but like you guys have like a cadence. <laughs> So no, great. yeah. I my favorite's when I hear you like typing or something in the background, and you're like, so what was I saying? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I like you were saying I like don't <laughs> like for instance, like I don't have a microphone. Like when I record an episode, it's this. Oh, right. Like, this is my iPhone. I'm just like, yeah, I'm like fuck this. Like, you know. 
So when you're walking down the street, do you have your earbuds in or do you no, like talking? No, mouth? earbuds make it sound horrible. I put them in so that people don't think I'm psycho and right. then I turn off my Bluetooth and then I just like scream into my phone. Because there was oh, one wow. time, if you listen to episode, uh, I forget what number it is, but it's the, the leap day episode. I was on the subway and I was like screaming into my phone. I was like, I'm thinking people are going to think I'm on the phone, but then I was like, wait, like, you don't have surface under here, so I just look like a fucking freak. But it's New York, so it's like you're like, oh, That's there's the another thing. It's like what I was saying it was like I've seen so many people on the subway just like screaming and being crazy that now at, at worst I'm one of them. So at like, worst, yeah, at yeah. worst, but it's not even that bad. Right? Like, <laughs> there's some fucked up shit in the subway. Okay. Right. So if I'm just sitting there screaming into my phone, I'm like, who really cares? Like it's not that big of a deal. And there you have it. The first time we met Mizzy, it was so fun. And we're still having a blast. That was the start of a beautiful friendship that blossomed into now, I want to say 40 episodes with Miz. So almost half the catalog. All right. A few housekeeping things. Emo's back, by the way. Emo never died, but I'm just letting you know right now that Emo is back. Yay. And we have a new clothing line not clothing line who the fuck do i who in the fuck do i think i am when i talk on this fucking thing oh we have a clothing line no we don't have a fucking clothing line i made a fucking three shirts for merch they kind of have like an emo theme it's representing the podcast it's going to not a great cause it's going to towards the podcast honestly the way i price it i make like two dollars a shirt so you're not like making me rich by buying this merch we really just want you to represent us in the best way possible being emo as fuck in the fall it is goth girl fall we aren't fucking around anymore it's time to get our sweaters on it's time to get our sweatshirts going it's time to fuck off to hot girl summer because now it's time to hibernate bitch it's time to let go of the bullshit and beef up for the winter so these sweatshirts and shirt will be perfect for that you can just get an extra uh, exercise bigger and just sink into it for the fall winter so there's that the second thing i'd like to do is a call to action actually i would really like if you do not follow us on instagram and you have an instagram come follow us at she's not doing so well we usually update you on our lives pretty transparent on there put a couple funny things up you'll see more there and get to know us more there than you would on here so join us there if you would like make sure you share with your friends that's like a really important thing because we want to give everybody the opportunity to listen to us bitch and moan about everyday life stuff and somehow you guys keep coming back which we are so thankful for personally i'm very thankful for it this is my passion this is what i love to do i don't know why because it's so much fucking work but it's worth it so with that being said this has been a throwback episode of she's not doing so well i'm bobby and on behalf of jim and miz have a great week and we'll see you next week for a brand new episode of she's not doing so well that sounded so radio like that's it bye thank you for listening to another episode of she's not doing so well Leave a message with questions or comments at 669-207-4643. Don't forget to subscribe and check out our links in the podcast description of this episode. Views, information, or opinions expressed during She's Not Doing So Well podcast are solely those of the individuals involved. Do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of any other agency, organization, employer, or company. 
This has been a House of Breck production. <laughs>